Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Tuesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Monday. Um, should we uh, be able to offer reduced sentences to people based on bad stuff that happened to them in their past? Uh, this was up for debate yesterday. Uh, last night, of course, uh, Queen Elizabeth II's funeral. Uh, so we built up to that uh, throughout the day. But uh, first up, the, the Offendale report uh, came back. What did we make of that? So this is the last time we'll talk about this, I guess. This was Luxon's first real test as a leader with a problematic MP. How did he do? I think he's proven that he is, you know, the leader that the party needed right now. You know, he launched an investigation. He did it independently. He did it fairly. You know, proven today, I think, with the conclusions is that this is how important it is that people are able to have their say and put forward their side of the story. And it is done by someone that is said to be qualified to judge whether or not that is something that action should be taken on. It was also the first test for the new party president, Sylvia Wood, who I have to say speaks very slowly and very clearly. Uh, how, how has she proven her leadership in this? Yes, absolutely. She had a bit of a bumpy start uh, with the original allegations coming out, but she's clearly proven that she's you know, taken a handle of what's happening now with the party, exactly what the processes are, and I think that leads well going into pre-selection season. Was it right for the public to be annoyed that they didn't know about his expulsion from the school, uh, that it had been I, kept secret or not, or, or is, this, is this a petty matter? I don't think so. I think in terms of that original expulsion, that is something that I think a number of electors did want to understand, and the pre-selectors, and the party has dealt with that and looked at changing and has changed processes to make sure that that doesn't happen again. So I think they've drawn a line under that, and then today's report you know, draws a really clear line, I think, that now that Uffendale can get on with being the MP for Tauranga. Yep, good luck with that MPing for Tauranga. Um, I guess... People will be keeping a close eye on him to make sure that he doesn't punch anybody else out. Is that what we're hoping there? Right. Uh, let's get on to uh, the subject of reduced sentences um, for people who've had uh, troubled upbringings. I think Kate Hawksby wants no part of it. Remember what she said yesterday morning. So what is the message we're sending here? The more horrific your childhood the less time you'll serve in jail. The rougher you can prove things were for you, the more it will benefit you later on. And is that the case for everyone? If you grew up, you know, if you grew up in a middle-class money laundering outfit with a family of high net worth fraudsters, for example, are you shown leniency later in life too? Because that's all you knew? Or does this just apply to gang members? Does rough childhood have to mean gang affiliations? Or can it also include sex pests and abusers? Like if you're the child of a rapist and you go on to commit rape. Is there a discount on your sentence because committing rape is all you knew? You know, where do we draw the line? There is something fishy about this which just doesn't sit well with me from the point of view of the victims, first and foremost, from the point of view of the police who work so hard to get these convictions in the first place, from the point of view of the overall message we're sending as a society. What we're saying is, if you're a gang member peddling meth, you won't get locked up for too long if you can get a culture report done and prove your childhood was rough. I think judges have become afraid to put people in jail, you know. They're finding too many excuses to keep them out. And we wonder why we have gang and crime issues surging in this country. 
Hawksby. Kate, it sounds like the judge has been bribed or is scared of passing out uh, real sentences. Uh, it's infuriating, isn't it? You just wonder how on earth that happens. I, the, I, I, these are perhaps my least favourite stories, and I'm doing air quotes. As I say, I'm not actually doing air quotes. I'm just trying to make it sound like I'm doing air quotes. Can't be bothered doing air quotes. I've got buttons to press. Anyway, um, these sorts of uh, court stories, things that happen in the courtroom, everybody wants to uh, pile on in and have their say, but most people don't know all the facts of the case. They don't know. They weren't in the courtroom. uh, They haven't read the notes. They don't know what was said, what evidence was brought up. They, they just know the result. So the result was the sentences were, were, were reduced. Um, but they don't actually know, you know, what the what the defence brought to the table. They did have a rough idea. They don't know all the details. And I wonder if they had be if, if all the people who want to just sort of pile on in, you know what I'm saying? Kerry Woodham, do you know what I'm saying? Surely a child who has been horribly abused, who is functionally illiterate, who has no family, surely they have fewer options than most of us who were raised in loving families, given the basic necessities of life, food, shelter, protection, love. Surely we have sympathy for the child who isn't given the basics. Even that sort of benign neglect of a child where you don't talk to them. Look at the the orphans in Romania and Russia who were kept chained in in cots. Their brains simply did not grow. That empathy, that that compassion didn't grow because they didn't receive any. And and it's, it's a fact. It's a fact of developmental growth. If you don't get what you need, you won't grow up as you should. So all the dead babies have siblings, and those siblings have grown up into adults. We had sympathy for the child. Where does that sympathy go when the child becomes an adult? Yes, exactly. So this is, And obviously this is then left up to the courts to decide, essentially, and that's what they've done. It's not left up to the talkback audience to decide. I guess what I'm asking, okay, can you just do your research, people? And of course, people can't. It's too hard. We'll just have an opinion and not worry too much about all the facts. I think that's 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 better. It's easier for us to do, isn't it? Uh, now, so uh, Queen's funeral last night, uh, but leading up to it, of course, we had these big queues of people, and uh, David Beckham was in the queue, apparently. Interestingly enough. The bars were closed, all pubs were closed. Not interestingly enough, it makes perfect sense at 11.59pm yeah. last night. Apparently, if you get if you get caught drunk in public today, you will be arrested. This really? was some of the news we were getting through from people over in London because it's a day of mourning. Yeah. I'm assuming you're probably not allowed to drink in public either. I don't yeah. know. But this was just some of the, the scuttlebutt that, that we're getting. Yeah, so it's not a day of getting wrecked. It, it, it's no, a, it's a day, day well, you know, you might want to drown your sorrows later though, wouldn't you? What, because what, that's called a wake. That's true. What would you have been like if you're queuing and then mm. lo and behold the person next to you in the queue is David Beckham? Mm. I'd say, g'day mate. Would, yeah, would you how have, you doing? Would you have chewed his ear off for like the whole 12-hour 
barbecue or give them give them some downtime. I would have said, look, you know, how's the family? Got yeah. any freebies from Victoria for a makeup line? You know, things like that. Because things a girl does. I, it's so endearing of him that he cued yes. with it with everyone yep. else, and and then yep. you think. I just I wonder what the people around him were like because if you're next to him it, it would be kind of hard to Apparently he bought them be. donuts. Did yeah. you see that? Really? Yeah, no, he bought he bought all his little crowd around him donuts. That's just, awesome. Just apparently, according to the independent.ie, he just had a sore back and feet. Yeah. He really uh, wants to harden up. He was an athlete after all. You'd go around to donuts if you're a, a, a sort of an athlete still. Maybe you do. I probably do. Um, but it's all a matter of what you're training for. I mean, I don't know how much Q training he's been doing. What sort of training? Uh, that's the thing that's impressed me the most. You know, these people, a lot of the people I've seen, you know, who queued for 12 hours or whatever, they don't seem to be really suffering that many physical ill effects from it. And yet some of them, I wouldn't, just by looking at them, they don't seem like finely trained specimens. Just goes to show. It's obviously a different group of muscles or something that you use for queuing. Um, Marcus, of course, uh, got a few hours off last night while we uh, took the funeral. He didn't seem that appreciative, to be honest. I don't want to sound self-involved, but it is the worst time for New Zealand to have a funeral because it starts at um, the time where most people are firmly in bed, so... Look, I don't know whether people are keeping children up. I was curious about that. I know that with our children, there has been no discussion or no interest in watching it. I don't think they know it's on. But I left the house tonight. They were slightly grisly, and they were being put to bed. So, <laughs> so yeah. I do think that the, um, the majority of parenting is working out where the kids' shoes are. And working out the right time to get them to bed. Originally from 1042, the Westminster Abbey, it's had lots of incantations and renovations. Uh, I think probably since about 1550, this form has been there. It's been bombed. But I think every coronation since forever, like 1066, has happened here. I don't know about you, but I've been to England And I've been to London. And if I went back to England and London now, having watched some of this coverage and the discussion of the buildings and where everything fits in, I think it would now be a lot more interesting. I mean, last time I was in London, well, the first time I was in London, the most exciting thing is we ran into bros. Wow. I'd forgotten all about bros. Got the boy. That was... That was a song that they sang. I can't remember with their other ones. Um, not necessarily this funeral specifically, but when important people are laid to rest, there's, man, they put in the caves, don't they, with the, the bodies, the casket, the coffin. I don't want that to happen. Okay. I mean, I... You know, this whole, the phrase is being laid to rest, but it doesn't sound very restful. They go on a blooming tour, backwards and forwards across town. And I mean, I've always said I, I, I'd prefer Viking style, just set adrift on a burning funeral raft. 
Um, obviously, that's not really practical because nobody wants me, my chard remains washed up on a beach anywhere. It would be distressing. Um, shame, isn't it? That can't. It's not like the vampire movies where they just um, dissolve into dust. It's, could you sprinkle something over me to dissolve me into dust? Let's do that. I'm Glenn ZB. It's not about me. Uh, that has been News Talk ZB. Uh, hopefully we'll see you back here again uh, tomorrow. Just for it.